This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo-Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Pastor Taylor, and today we're hearing the Epiphany story. Our preaching text comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, and tells the story of the Magi visiting the Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Now when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem was with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, and that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Let's jump into the message for this week. This is Life in FM. Now, I think most people are familiar with the wise men, but what we usually do with the wise men is we lump the wise men together with the shepherds and the animals around the manger manger scene in our Christmas program. But in actuality, it's two separate events. So I have... Um, Some fun facts for us to consider as we look at this story of Jesus' birth according to Matthew, which is a little different than Jesus' birth according to Luke that we hear on Christmas. So the first fun fact is I spoiled it for you. The shepherds and the wise men came at two different times. They were not there all together at the same time. See, the shepherds heard the announcement from angels And the shepherds were just right outside of Bethlehem, and they heard, and they went into Bethlehem, and they saw Jesus shortly after he was born. But the wise men came as much as one to two years after Jesus was born. We're not quite sure the timeline, but it says this in Matthew chapter 1, in the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, they started following Jesus' star after he was born. And they came from a region outside of the Roman Empire to the east of the Roman Empire. And so it took them some time to travel. And they were looking for a king because they saw this star in the sky and they knew that this star meant something special. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever been to follow the star event at MSUM Planetarium. Have any of you ever done that? I didn't. I did it a few years ago and they did it. They used to do it every year. But they actually talked about a planetary event that took place where there would be two planets crossing, one in front of the other one, that would have created a really bright star. 
And that was projected to have happened right around the time of Jesus' birth. So that may have been the star that these wise men were following. And so they get to Jerusalem, and they figure if they're going to look for a king, they may as well go to a current king's house to ask how to get to the new king's house. But this current king, King Herod, doesn't like to hear that there is a new king that has been born in his kingdom. Herod was one of the client kings of the Roman Empire. There was a bunch of kings under Caesar Augustus, and he was the one that ruled over the region of Judea. And so Herod gathers his own wise men, the people who are knowledgeable in Scripture, and says, okay, is there anything in our Scripture that says there's going to be a king born in this region? And they say yes. In the tiny town of Bethlehem, there will be a king born. So then he calls these eastern wise men to him and says, okay, please go and find this king. And we've all heard this part of the story where they think they're just going to help the king find the new king. But really, this current king has very devious plans, and he wants to destroy the newborn king. So the fun fact number two that I want to share with you is about Epiphany. Epiphany is a Christian holiday that we celebrate on January 6th. Every year, it's right after the 12 days of Christmas. And I learned that this is the third oldest um, Christian holiday that people have been celebrating, right after Christmas and Easter. It was when the wise men followed the star to find Jesus. The word Epiphany itself means to show forth, to appear, to make known. And this star was shining forth to make known a savior that has been born for the world. And the reason we celebrate this appearing of this star is because this is the first time that outsiders, non-Jewish people, worshipped Jesus. And it shows that Jesus' birth was not just a king for one group of people, but Jesus' birth, he was born to be the king of all people, to be the savior for all. And that's why we still celebrate Epiphany. Then the next fun fact, number three, is starting with the question, how many wise men were there? Anyone? How many wise men? Okay, everyone says three. The correct answer is we don't know. It never says in that passage I read to you from Matthew how many wise men there were. It just said wise men. And we don't know their names. In some traditions, the wise men have names. We have a children's story where the wise men have names. But the reason somewhere along the line people thought three was a good number was because they gave three gifts. But in all likelihood, it was a big caravan of wise people who came together, and these just happened to be three valuable gifts that they could share. Not that there were three people giving them, but they had three gifts of significance to share the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. Now, along with my three fun facts about how the wise men and shepherds were different times and the epiphany is that shining star and that we don't know how many wise men there were, I have one tragic fact. And the tragic fact is about how brutal King Herod was in real life. It says in Matthew that after he found out that the wise men got away, 
that King Herod ordered all the children in Bethlehem, all the male children in Bethlehem, to and under, to be murdered. He wanted to get rid of his competition. Now, other historians have not validated that there was this citywide killing spree of young boys, but other historians have validated that King Herod was brutal. He had many people killed throughout his reign. Anyone that he thought might try to take his power, he even had some of his own sons killed because he thought that they were trying to take power from him. So one thing that Matthew did get correct is how brutal and how paranoid and how jealous of a ruler Herod was. So now we have the basic facts of the story. But I think there's a number of deeper questions that we can think about together as we read this. And I just want to focus on one question. And that one question is this. How do you use your power? There's a lot in this passage about power. And we can contrast the power that we learn from King Herod with the power of things we know about King Jesus. And we can contrast those two very different kinds of power. When Herod learns of this star, he is threatened. And he wants to kill anyone who gets in his way. But when the wise men and when other people learn about the star, they seek after it. They want to learn about it. And they learn that a king has been um, prophesied in scripture to come from this star. Or that this star would mark this event. So King Herod, the way he uses power is often through threats or fear. And when King Herod feels threatened, he's willing to take the lives of others. But what we know about King Jesus is that later on when Jesus' own life is threatened, he gives up his life for others. We learn about King Herod being a selfish king who hoards power. But then we come to learn of Jesus as a shepherd king who leads others, who gives others power, and who lays down his life for his sheep. We learn a lot about power. So how should we use power? How should anyone use power? We can use power in a lot of different ways. We can use it to control people, to abuse people, to frighten people. But we can also use power to encourage people, to develop people, to build them up. And yes, none of us have the power of a king in this room, but we all have a certain amount of power. The word power itself means to influence, to have the ability to affect change. Now, when we think of power in that way, we all have power. And we can use this time to think, how are we using the power we have in our various positions in life, the roles that we have as maybe parents or grandparents or neighbors? What kind of power do you have as managers or supervisors or co-workers? What kind of power do you have? Maybe just the power you have in your own friend circle and the influence and in how you affect your friends or the power that you have among your peers and other students in school with you? What kind of power do you have to affect change? I've been thinking about this in how 
We have this ability and this power that we can use and make choices about from a very young age. And the way I started to think about power in the last week is the times when I noticed from when I was very little the choices people make and how they can use their power. And I noticed that when I moved. Our family moved three times from when I was in elementary school to high school. And of course, I never wanted to move. No kid ever feels like moving. But at the same time, with each move, there were good things and there were bad things about each move. And I realized so much of what I enjoyed or didn't enjoy had to do with how people chose to exercise their power. Like in my first move, I noticed that some kids were willing to use their power to welcome me. They were used, using their power to invite me into their friend circle, to help me get involved and feel like I was a part of their group. I feel like the second move I made, I saw a lot of power, but this also could have just been a middle school thing, the power of people to ignore you or to point out how you are not cool. And that's a form of power too. But in each of my three moves that I made during my schooling career, those fellow students had a lot of power and they didn't realize it. And I think we all have a lot of power, whether we're young or whether we're adults. We have the power to use um, inviting words and encouraging words and open ourselves up to new people and new experiences. Or we have power to shut other people down and to shut other people out. We all have choices for how we use our power. My hope is that we will not be actively using our power to be putting others down, to be shaming others, to be shouting them down or abusing them or frightening them or controlling them. That's the power we see active in King Herod. My hope is that we will take notice of the power we have in all of our circles, that we will use our power to welcome other people, to lift others, to offer words of encouragement or words of forgiveness or words of grace even to people who don't deserve it. That we will use our power to develop people, to build them up. As I've been thinking about the kinds of power that Herod showed, I realized the kinds of, that kind of power we see all around us, even today. It's not a new kind of power. But I also see the kind of power that Jesus brought into our world. The kind of power that Jesus shines into our lives in this Epiphany Eve. This power to love, this power to give, this power to serve. And my challenge to all of us is to use that power. Because none of us have any idea how our words and our impact and our words and our actions will impact others. So I leave you with our question again. How do you use your power? Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Check back weekly for new content. And if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org slash giving for a one-time or recurring gift. Or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321.
Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in FM.